Call for Action presents Of Consuming Interest, a public service show that discusses scams, deceptive offers, and other consumer concerns. Here's the director of WJLA 7 Call for Action and your host, Shirley Rooker. What do staged crashes, medical identity theft, and the new Medicare card fraud have to do with each other? Well, they're all forms of insurance fraud. And that's what we're going to talk about today. My guest is Jim Quiggle. He is the Director of Communications for the Coalition Against Insurance Fraud, which I let Jim tell you what they do. Jim, what do you do? Well, Shirley, it's always great to be here with you. And the Coalition Against Insurance Fraud is an alliance of consumer groups, insurance companies, and government agencies. And we're focused on combating all forms of insurance fraud on all fronts. You name it, and we're going after it. And we're very proud to be a part of that effort, uh, Jim. And you've been a frequent guest here, and you're always bringing us very useful information. And I think particularly today, since uh, the Social Security Administration is now issuing new Medicare cards for seniors, and uh, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on around the country about because of those new cards. Am I right? Lots of fraud. Oh, absolutely. The Social Security Administration, the feds, are actually putting out new cards that no longer have your Social Security number on it. Yay! Can I say cheers, cheers? I, I think we're all cheering those uh, those among us who are seniors. But anyway, the, the Medicare is putting out these new cards. They're going to have a random num- computer-generated number on them, no longer the Social Security number that crooks used to scam your um, Medicare account. This is a very positive uh, issue. However, scammers are already trying to exploit the anti-scam scam, the anti-scam uh, provisions here. Uh, they are calling seniors, cold calling them out of the blue, and lying that they are from the federal government and Medicare. And they're saying, gee, we, we understand that you're now eligible for a new Medicare card. Uh, it's only going to cost you $150. All you need to do is give us your credit card or bank account number, uh, and we can sign you up for the new card. Oh, boy. All right. Now, when do, when do, the, do you know when the rollout started on the Medicare cards? Yes, Medicare started rolling out the cards in April, and it's going to take about a year. It's just being phased in uh, throughout the U.S. Uh, over the next, uh, you know, uh, you know, for the rest of the year until April of 2019. Is it being done by region, or is this being done alphabetically, or how how are they deciding who gets the new cards first? It, it's mostly being done by state. So different states are are on the uh, recipient list, and that's mm-hmm. how it's being done. And is that uh, information available to consumers and crooks alike as to which states are going to be unveiled when, rolled out when? Well, you should be able to find this on the Medicare's uh, website. Okay, so if I'm a crook, I can just sit here and say, (laughs) okay, let's see, New Mexico is next for the rollout. I'm going to start calling consumers there and ripping them off. You know, it almost doesn't even matter that they're calling people willy-nilly and just trying to convince the seniors that that this is what it's going to take for you to get your new Medicare card. And, you know, what, what they often do is they troll through your social media site, your Facebook or Twitter accounts, and try to learn a little more about you so they can talk you up on the telephone and, oh and make you think you're talking to an honest person. Mm-hmm. And you're not. Well, and, now, first off, we need to tell consumers... Don't ever give out that kind of information on the phone to a cold call, period. 
But beyond that, the government's not going to call them and tell them they're getting a new card. You don't have to do anything. You're going to get Medicare, it, period. Yes, Medicare will send you your card. You have to do nothing. So if somebody calls you and says you have to do something, like handing over your bank account coordinates or your credit card, that's an obvious fake. Because right. You sit back and enjoy the ride, get your card, and enjoy your new protections. Yeah, amen. So the the warning to consumers here, you may get these calls. And you know, Jim, I, I get all kinds of scam calls all the time. And I, unfortunately, I tend to answer the phone. Although I've gotten so many more, I don't do it. But I do. I occasionally talk to these people just to find out what their pitch is. Because of what I do, I'm interested in seeing how good they are. And, uh, you know, it's amazing how they'll call you up and tell you, I, I haven't gotten this this particular kind. But there's all kinds of scams out there. And they are good. They are informed. And it is a little bit scary there's so much information available out there on the Internet on consumers anyway, and it doesn't take much to to go in and search out somebody's name and find out what you can about them. So we got to be very aware of what we're putting on the Internet as well as what kind of calls we're getting, would you say? What would, what would you tell consumers to do? Hang well, up, first off. Well, well Shirley, the first thing um, I need to add is that three-quarters of respondents – to an ARP survey said they knew nothing or very little about the new cards. Okay. So and that means that the majority of us don't know a thing about what's going to happen. Yes, and more than 60% of seniors think they could face a fee for the new cards, which is one of the things that crooks are exploiting. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. So that's our job, to let people know that there is no fee. You don't have to pay anything. You don't have to do anything. You're just going to get the new card. Then it, we, are, we should we should recommend to people that they destroy the old card after they've gotten the new one. D destroy your old card. It's the new one is going to be made of paper, which is a lot easier for medical offices to to duplicate mm -hmm. uh, when you have an appointment. So that should be a plus. Also, destroy the old card, uh, protect your new card. Uh, don't let it fall into the hands of potential scammers, especially right. ID thieves. Right. Right. And you shouldn't have to present that anywhere except when you're getting medical assistance. That, that is correct. Certainly not to anybody on the telephone. <laughs> amen, to, <laughs> amen to that, because we know. I mean, it is amazing how the crooks are just so up to date on the latest headlines and the things that are going on um, and how they're right there ready to pounce on consumers. But I believe that you had indicated uh, in some communications with me that the states are, are sending out messages to their citizens about this kind of fraud. Is that correct? Yes, M Medicare is sending out uh, tons of messages. Um, the the medic the senior Medicare senior patrols are sending out messages and trying to educate seniors locally. Uh, state insurance departments are sending out messages because they're, they're simply trying to do a good job. Uh, consumer activist groups are sending out messages. There's a large uh, effort to make this rollout of the new Medicare cards smooth and as scam-free as possible. But as we all know, there are 59 million Medicare recipients. So somewhere in, in that stack of, of seniors, crooks are assuming they're going to find some victims who will give up their financial information. Unfortunately, they're correct. Okay, let's just summarize it. If you get a call and someone says that we're calling you from Social Security Administration, you're about to get a new Medicare card, and you need to pay us $150 or $5 or anything, you hang up because it's a fraud. And don't do it, whatever. And 
Jim is telling us, and you can go to the uh, insurance fraud website. What is that website, Jim? Well, you, you can go to the Medicare's website, you know, very easily, okay. www.medicare.gov. And find out all the scams that are going on. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's take a brief pause here to let our listeners know they're tuned into Of Consuming Interest. I'm Shirley Rooker. My guest is Jim Quiggle. He is the Director of Communications with the Coalition Against Insurance Fraud. And we're talking about some of the, the things that we're seeing happening, that they're seeing happening, and that they're out there fighting the good fight to prevent us from being ripped off. And, you know, Jim, one of the things that's always disturbed me in the past is that people don't seem to think that insurance fraud's a big deal. I mean, you know, they I shouldn't say that. That's not fair. Some people think that insurance fraud is not a big deal. It's a big company. What am I going to hurt them if I just, you know, fudge on this a little bit? Well, unfortunately, one little thing can lead to bigger things. And and some of the bigger things that we're seeing is the, the whole issue of medical identity theft, which is, I don't think gets nearly is not enough attention because while we all seem to focus on financial identity theft where your bank account's robbed, and which, of course, that's a very serious thing, but people don't realize that medical identity theft can actually cost you your life. You want to describe for our listeners, Jim, what it is that we're talking about? Oh, yes. Medical ID theft is, is rife. It's still one of the fastest growing insurance crimes in, in America today, and it shows no signs of letting up. Uh, a thief might steal your medical information, like your insurance uh, information, your health insurance information, and uh, your address, your even your financial information, if they can get a hold of that, and use that to go to a hospital and get surgery done, like an appendectomy, courtesy of your health policy, or, or get prescription opioid medicines paid for using your health policy information. All of this gets lodged against your health insurance policy, and it goes on your medical record. That's a very dangerous thing for you. Because when you go to the hospital and there this record comes up that you've had this medication or that you're doing anything or that you've had a serious condition, and it may not be you. Well, that's the issue. One a woman actually walked into a hospital, um, two legs, and had a medical bill. And the medical bill was for an amputation of one of her legs. Oh, boy. And she confronted the hospital and says, what is going on here? This is the kind of crime that can happen against people. The biggest danger is that the crook will walk away from the hospital bill that uh, was lodged under your health policy. The hospital uh, has no payment, so it puts a ding on your credit record, and your credit history can get destroyed by unpaid hospital bills. It can take months and thousands of dollars to restore your good name and good credit. Wow. It, it is an extremely, extremely serious thing. And, and the, it's distressing for me to hear you say that it is expanding and growing. Um, I guess because there's so much information out there about us. But how do these people start? They start by compromising your your uh, Medicare card or your uh, your health insurance files or going and hacking into an insurance company and getting all of their records, and that's happened more than once. Well, sometimes it might be your Aunt Caroline who has no no health insurance or not enough uh-huh. and just sneaks into your, your living room, opens your wallet or your purse, takes your insurance information, and goes to the, to the medical provider for some for medical treatment. Uh, 
many people who are scammed by medical ID theft are scammed by people they know, including family members or close friends. Wow. Well, you know, that's true of financial identity theft as well, Jim. It, much of it comes from people you know, people in your family, a relative who decides to steal your information and cash in on what you've got, literally. Um, and that's a very disturbing thing. So I guess the, the biggest thing for consumers is not to assume that anyone is going to take your information or that anyone is not going to take it. So protect it. Put it away. Make sure it's not laying out if you have a house full of company. Put it in some secure place because I've heard of people coming to parties and stealing information like that. So I guess all of those things are extremely important, wouldn't you say? We, ab absolutely. And certainly... This is no fault of yours, but crime rings are also stealing people's medical information in, in mass. Uh, they're hacking into uh, medical systems, databases. Mm -hmm. uh, they're paying uh, mid-level tech support people at, at medical providers to, to hand over the patient list with all your information. There's a lot of ways that organized crime is working to extract your information as well. And this can be just as damaging. Uh, Jim, there is something called the Medical Information. What is it? The Medical Information Bureau. It's the it's the organization that keeps your medical history records. Yes. And, and what is what is the correct name for that group? Medical Information Bureau. And oh. you can always try to see if you have your information stored there. But more to the point, uh, you need to find out what. Uh, claims have been lodged and treatments have been lodged against your record by your doctor and your hospital and all the providers that you've been to. Well, will the Medical Information Bureau have that kind of information? That They might have it, but you're better off to go one by one to each of your medical providers. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. Well, and certainly if you start getting bills that you don't recognize, that, that comes from a procedure that you didn't have, don't throw them away and think that's a mistake. Because it could be somebody stolen your medical identity. Would that be correct? You you need to check for the warning signs of a scam against you. You get your monthly statements, your explanation of benefits, and you start seeing crazy you know things like surgeries that you've mm -hmm. never had or medical treatments that happened while you're on vacation in France. So that that should be a warning sign. You, yeah, because you I'm not going to the doctor if I'm on vacation, and certainly not going to go to a doctor here while I'm in France. Absolutely, and you should also regularly check your credit rating at the major credit bureaus. Mm -hmm. The, the reason being that uh, one of the warning signs is if your credit rating has taken a hit, that could suggest that your that a hospital or medical bill has been lodged against you, has not been paid because right. the crook walked away from the bill, and you take the fall. Yeah, that is that is another thing. And also, just to tell our listeners, don't be concerned about getting your medical re, uh, getting your credit reports from the credit bureaus. You're entitled to three free ones a year. You should get them. You should space them out through the year. Get your free reports. And just remember, it does not affect your credit score if you are asking for your credit report. It has nothing to do with the credit score. Because I've heard consumers, Jim, say to me, oh, I'm afraid to get my credit score because it's going to, I mean, my credit report because it's going to affect my score. No, that's only if you're going out there to multiple lenders. So, uh, and I am going to do a program on this in the very near future. But I just want to say that to consumers, checking your credit record 
does not affect your credit score. So, and that is a myth, unfortunately, that we've had people say to us. So I just want to make sure that they, they understand that. Let's just take a brief pause here to let our listeners know that they're tuned into Of Consuming Interest. I'm Shirley Rooker. My guest is Jim Quiggle. He is the Director of Communications with the Coalition Against Insurance Fraud. And we're talking about some of the ways people separate you from your money. Now, let's go talk about one of the things that is happens all over the country. When it happens to you, you're so stunned, you probably are not even going to think about, is this a scam? But we're talking about staged automobile crashes. And this happens all over the place. Am I right, Jim? You want to give us a little background on that? Well, stage accidents are especially common in urban areas where you have a lot of cars, a lot of traffic, that it makes it a logical place for a setup crash. You're driving along the freeway, and suddenly a car pulls up on side, a side of you, and it looks a little bit suspicious. Then suddenly it pulls ahead of you and then pulls directly in front of you and jams on its brakes, forcing a rear-end collision that on the record will go down as if you were the at-fault driver. In fact, you've just been set up by a stage crash ring that's going to try to extract thousands of dollars in fake injury claims against your auto policy. Wow. So tell me how it works. So you've got people in the car, and they're going to go, oh, I'm hurt. I've got neck, neck whiplash, whatever. Um, so they're going to get your information. And, you know, Jim, when something like ha- that happens to us, we're so startled. I don't think most of us are prepared to handle it because we don't. it doesn't happen to us that often. And it's a scary thing. So I guess one of the first things that we need to do when some situation that seems really strange happens, you should stop and think, am I about to be set up for a scam? So let's say there is an accident and and you're required to provide your information to the people am i not is that correct well yes especially yes you need to if you're going to have an insurance settlement you know that right. uh, against your policy yes okay so you provide them with your information then what do they do next well, what these crooks will do is they'll go to a fake or a crooked clinic that's part of the gang. The chiropractors or other practitioners will just you know, load up with, with bogus injury treatment, whiplash treatment that you, you don't even need as, as, as a victim. These victims don't need. And then large... Because they're not actually victims. They're perpetrators, Jim. <laughs> these are uninjured people who are coached to learn, to, or coached to act act like they're injured. They go to the chiropractor, the chiropractor loads up on on treatment they don't need, and then just piles on the bills against your insurance policy. And this can jack up your premiums and cost you, you know, hundreds of dollars for the next premium period. Oh, and and not to mention the fact that it, it costs everybody's bills to go up. And this type of fraud So the consumer, what do you do to protect yourself? How do you, if you're the victim of a staged accident, what kind of advice would you give to consumers? First, call the police and get a police accident report. And and that'll at least tell, create an official record of what the accident scene looked like, uh, how many people were there or weren't there. Because sometimes people who were not even passengers in the car will claim that they were victims mm-hmm. of the crash. Okay, so it's important for the consumer. Actually, pull out your phone. Take a picture of the damage to the vehicle in front of you. Take a picture of all the people that are in the vehicle. Is that permitted? I mean, I don't see why you can't do that. 
Surely, it's, that's very good advice. It's not only permitted, but it's necessary because uh, once the crooks see that you're very serious about documenting the scene, uh, sometimes they might even just drive away because they realize that you're going to be a tougher customer than they counted on. <laughs> now that you know your rights, you're going to get out there and give them a hard time. Okay, so we proceed. We give them the information, and then they go away and start doing all this stuff. How how can a consumer fight back against it? I mean, this is a it's a pretty slick scam. You have just established a record, a photographic record of, of the scene. And you also might show that there isn't a whole lot of damage to the cars. Mm-hmm. Maybe you broke it, you braked in time so that yeah, there was a there was a bit of a bump, but there wasn't anything spectacular. And it shouldn't have and, caused a big impact. So of course, wh- and the should, speed that you're going at, too, is important, isn't it? If, if you can break in time and, it, and it's a low-speed uh, crash, then how can these people justify, uh, you know, weeks and months of whiplash mm-hmm. treatment therapy for a five-mile-an-hour ding? These things also happen in parking lots at low speed, and, and people will just pretend that they're injured, even though you just did a little love tap in, in a parking mm-hmm. lot. Mm-hmm. And these gangs will watch for drivers, right? They they look at you, they case you. Uh, are, they, are there particular things that they look for that you know of? Well, Shirley, you're, you're parking, you're pulling out of a perpendicular parking lot straight out of the parking space. Mm-hmm. A car that just happens to be coming by, stops and waves you on out, acting like a good person. And then the moment you pull out further, they go right into your path oh, and force oh. a T-bone. Oh, boy. That that's is, when the trouble starts. That's a slick one, isn't it? I, You're in trouble, Ben. <laughs> we, we're thinking, oh, they're being so nice to me. Well, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe they're looking, seeing dollar signs when they look at you. Well, You've just think, been set up. Now, do you want consumers when they when – they, when a consumer sees something like this happening, because they're going to know from their insurance company what the claims are that are being made against them, are, are, is this something that you would want to hear about at the coalition? Or what, what can a consumer do? I mean, this, this to me is one of the areas that would be the hardest to fight in some ways. The Coalition Against Insurance Fraud urges consumers to take all these proper defensive measures, like photographing the scene, Mm -hmm. and and work very closely with your insurance company to vigorously protest and contest uh, the claims. Okay, that's a great, great advice, yeah. So so what we have to do is be active, proactive in, in a situation like this when there are multiple claims start coming against you. And, and I guess the insurance companies are, I'm sure that they are so familiar with these things that have happened in the past that they're probably going to be on the lookout for it, too. Now, do you find, I, I, I'm sure that insurance companies get information from various um, clinics, et cetera. I say that with quotation marks, um, that are involved in these, these scams, and there's also lawyers involved in it sometimes. Oh, yes. Sometimes uh, personal injury lawyers will threaten to sue an insurance company over a claim in order to force the insurance company's hand. The insurance company has to make a choice. Um, Does it 
risk taking this injury claim all the way up to a, a jury that might be very hostile to insurance companies inherently? Oh, unfortunately, Jim, we're out of time. I can't believe it. It's flown by. What fabulous information you've given to our listeners. It's always a delight to have you. Folks, you've been listening to Of Consuming Interest. My guest has been Jim Quiggle. He's the Director of Communications, the Coalition Against Insurance Fraud. And to find out what's going on in the insurance fraud world, go to their website, insurancefraud.org. It's got a ton of information. I'm Shirley Rooker. You're listening to us right here on 1500 AM. Thank you for joining us. Of Consuming Interest is a public service program presented by WJLA 7 Call for Action, hosted by Shirley Rooker. Call for Action is an international nonprofit network of hotlines which offer free and confidential assistance. If you have a complaint, contact Call for Action at 301-652-HELP. That's 301-652-HELP. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.